Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Our findings were sobering. And tell you, having spent 40 years plus as a federal prosecutor, they were particularly sobering to me. A number of my colleagues who uh, spent decades in the FBI themselves, they were sobering. While I'm encouraged by some of the reforms that have been implemented by the FBI, the problems identified in this report, anybody who actually reads the report and the details of the report, the documented portions of the report, I think would, uh, would find that... Um, The problems identified in the report are not susceptible to overnight fixes. As we said in the report, they cannot be addressed solely by enhancing training or additional policy requirements. Rather, what is required is accountability, both in terms of the standards to which our law enforcement personnel uh, hold themselves and in the consequences they face for violation of laws and policies of relevance. That's John Durham speaking in front of Congress regarding the Durham report. Regarding how we got to this place where we decided to prosecute Donald Trump and a connection to Russia that wasn't there. And of course, people like Adam Schiff, who's a member of the Judiciary Committee, where he should not be think that it's John Durham who showed in the Durham report that it was known that there was no connection to Russia, that this was the fever dream of Hillary Clinton and her campaign staff, that it was President Obama, then Vice President Biden, Attorney General Loretta Lynch and others who knew this was nonsense and did nothing, and that this was an investigation that never had to be. Yet when you ask Adam Schiff the questions... What you get is a, you see, you don't understand, John Durham. You, who did the investigation, just don't get it. Mr. Durham, uh, just so people remember what this is all about, let me ask you. The Mueller investigation revealed that Russia interfered in the 2016 election in sweeping and systemic fashion, correct? That's correct. And Russia did so through a social media campaign that favored Donald Trump and disparaged Hillary Clinton, correct? The report says, yes. And Mueller found that a Russian intelligence service hacked computers associated with the Clinton campaign and then released the stolen documents publicly. Is that right? That report speaks for itself as well. Mueller also reported that though he could not establish the crime of conspiracy beyond a reasonable doubt, he also said, quote, a statement that the investigation did not establish certain facts does not mean there was no evidence of those facts. It also appears in the report, doesn't it? It's the language of that effect, yes. That's not Durham agreeing with what the report says. That's Durham recognizing what's written in the report, not agreeing with its assertions. But Adam Schiff even quoting that, look, Mueller couldn't find anything. But that doesn't mean there wasn't anything to find. That is a very Clintonian, it all depends on what your definition of the word is, is 
kind of statement. That's Schiff's reasoning. His rationale. You see, Durham, you don't even know what you were doing. The Mueller report laid it out clearly. The Russians were interfering. The argument was never about whether the Russians were interfering. As we made the argument on this program day after day after week after week after month after month. The Mueller report has things to say regarding the Russians. Nobody paid attention. No one gave a good holy damn. The only thing they cared about was, could they get Trump? And if not, let's move on to the next thing to get Trump. That's who Representative Adam Schiff is. And because of it, that lying no good fraud shouldn't be on the House Judiciary Committee. Shame on the Republicans who have allowed that to happen. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, that's the name of the show, that's who I am, 833-468-8669, got Tony, I cannot lay it out, any clearer than this, I cannot lay it out any clearer, Adam Schiff is not making an argument that disparages or, or destroys, denigrates the Durham report, He's making an argument that it exists regardless of those statements because we never denied that Russia has an objective to interfere in U.S. and other elections. The question was, did Trump move to make those things happen? And the answer was no. That's the conversation. The manipulation from Adam Schiff is so easy to see through. All you got to do is open your eyes. That's all you have to do. Meanwhile, John Durham, in speaking to the House Judiciary Committee, made some very fascinating statements. Could you unpack a little bit more what that means? Why do you say sobering? Well, let me, let me um, give you some real-life um, views on that. I have had um, any number of FBI agents um, who I've worked with over the years, some of them are retired, some are still in place, who have come to me and apologized for the manner in which uh, that investigation was undertaken. I take that seriously. These are good, hard-working, the majority of people in the FBI. The same FBI that was lied to by members of the FBI like Andrew McCabe. Never mind the entirety of the lie that came forward from James Comey. Look, you can engage in all the politics you want. The Durham report is a full understanding that the FBI was not acting in the well-being of the American people. It was acting as a political organization, a politicized, 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 there you go, Tony, organization focused on the destruction of a political enemy who just happened to be the duly elected president of the United States of America. The questions here from Congressman Fry. Mr. Durham, I think it's safe to conclude based on that report and anyone who has read it that they did not have that adequate basis, as you talked about, to, to launch this investigation. Let's move on to a second really troubling aspect of, of your findings. From the report, I gathered that key FBI leaders all the way at the top were predisposed to go after candidate Trump. This bias likely affected the conduct of FBI personnel in this investigation. Is that true? Yes. Can you describe that for a moment? How did confirmation bias play into this? 
Confirmation bias, as uh, was alluded to, uh, has to do with our uh, human tendency to um, accept things that we already think are true and to reject anything else. In this instance, there are any number of significant red flags <clears throat> that were raised that were simply ignored. If there's evidence that was inconsistent with the narrative, um, they didn't pay attention to it. They didn't explore it. They didn't take the logical investigative steps that should have been taken. Because when you desire a result, you don't often do the job as is necessary. This is the argument being made by the American people. Would you, members of the DOJ, FBI, those of you in politics, those of you who we entrust with our vote and leadership, just shut your holy damn mouths and do the job? You selfish, arrogant twits. Don't you get it? We hate you. Do you know why we hate you? Do you understand why we truly hate you, despise you? Because you won't leave us alone. We don't vote for people. We don't engage these institutions so they can bother us. We vote for people and engage these institutions so we can be left to do our stuff while they handle those things that honestly we think are too damn dirty for regular people to deal with. You think we really want to dirty ourselves with the absolute hellscape that is Congress? Do you know how many times in my life I've thought about running for Congress? Many, many, many times. Do you know what I come back with many times? You know, maybe the day will come. But man, is it going to be tough to get anything done. It's going to be so difficult to get anything done because people don't want to get things done. They want to move their ideological theories forward, get themselves another speaking gig, and figure out how they pocket another million dollars through some kind of deal where they get paid for access. How in the crap do you get anything done? And then, and then these elected officials have the holy damn audacity to then lecture to us about how we're not being good enough. And we're like, you, you all, you guys are just absolutely positively terrible. You're the worst people in the world. But this whole place sucks. That's how we feel. If you would just leave us alone, man, things would be better. But not only do you not leave us alone, you lecture to us. And not only do you lecture to us, then you tell us we're not even allowed to be entitled to our vote. We can't have the candidate we chose. You have to destroy that candidate for our own good. Oh, no. That's, um, that, that, that that's not going to work. And if this hearing today with John Durham showed anything, it shows that they were not willing to do the job. And even when... 
You're asking questions ipso facto after the FBI didn't do their job of actually investigating crimes, but investigating people like they were part of Stalin's secret police. You get hearings like today where Congressman Hank Johnson, a man so inept that he thought too many soldiers on the island of Guam would force the island to capsize. Doing this. Of your three prosecutions, one ended with a guilty plea to an unrelated, uh, uh, unrelated to the origins of the FBI investigation. And that individual received a probated sentence with no jail time, correct? Parts of that are correct. And the other two men you prosecuted went to trial on the charges, uh, charging they, they were accused of lying to the FBI, and both were slam dunk acquitted. Isn't that correct? They were acquitted. And none of the individuals you prosecuted were ever charged with being part of a hoax or a fraud or a witch hunt or a politically motivated deep state conspiracy against Donald Trump. Isn't that correct? I would not say that that's accurate. You mean you did charge somebody with being a part of a hoax? We charged Mr. Sussman with having knowingly provided false information to the FBI regarding Alpha Bank. But he was was acquitted, though, right? That wasn't your question. Well, he was Mr. Sussman was acquitted after you charged him. Correct. Grand jury. He was found innocent by a jury of uh, by a unanimous jury of 12. That's not true. Well, what's true is the grand jury found probable cause to indict Mr. Sussman. A a jury of his peers acquitted him, though. Correct. And a trial jury. You're not, you're not going to disagree on that, are you, uh, Mr. Durham? I'm going to try to answer your question as well. Well, let me ask. He doesn't want answers to questions. He asked the question, he doesn't want the answer to the question. This is holy hell. You want to know why people are disgusted? This is why. The Durham report shows that our government worked against the citizens. It attacked an, uh, uh, the elected president of the United States, and it did so in concert with other people and other organizations. You don't get to have our trust back. That's got to be earned, and it'll be earned over time, and one day it'll be there. But not with people like Congressman Johnson, not with people like Congressman Schiff, not with people like Andrew McCabe or Peter Strzok or James Comey or Christopher Ray or Merrick Garland. Until you admit the system doesn't work because the system is interested in specific results as opposed to following the law, which I'm told matters. I'm told that no one is above the law and, and I would like to actually see that play out. Until that starts happening on the regular. We're going to hold you in contempt. The problem is we don't get to actually hold you in contempt. You just go about your business. Adam Schiff will be on MSNBC tonight squawking some nonsense garbage about why he actually has the information on Trump. Why? By the way, not only does he have the information on Trump's collusion with Russia, he also knows the real killers of Nicole Brown Simpson and Ron Goldman. Damn it. It'd be nice if people were held accountable. It would be nice. 
the Durham report actually does hold people accountable and still nothing gets done about it. No wonder people are sick. I'm Tony Katz. Marco Rubio, he wants to ban assistance, meaning financial assistance, for junk food. So he's introduced the Health SNAP Act. SNAP, you know, the the, the system, right? The, basically, food stamps. Basically what it is. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Guys, always a pleasure. 833-468-8669. Agree, disagree, ask your questions. I'm right here for you. 833-GOT-TONY. 833-468-8669. That is uh, the number. Uh, he's got an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal citing uh, the Department of Agriculture saying 20% of the program spending goes toward unhealthy foods and drinks. Writing that more than 40% of U.S. adults are obese and roughly half have diabetes or pre-diabetes, and these could be debilitating. They also are extremely expensive, costing hundreds of billions of dollars in medical costs each year. That SNAP plays a role in their spread is immoral, irresponsible, and reprehensible. So he wants to restrict purchases of soft drinks, candy, ice cream, prepared desserts such as cakes, pies, cookies, or similar products. And you say to me, how dare you? How dare Senator Rubio think that he can tell families who need help what they can spend the money on? This has always been the point. This has always been the point that the the people writing the check should have a say. What is the argument that they shouldn't? If you want to tell me we need to increase taxes on cigarettes over and over and over and over again because smoking causes all these issues and it costs us so much, so therefore we have to use taxes in a punitive way because all taxes are punitive, uh, in order to change behaviors, how could it not be the same here? What mathematics could someone do? What mathematics could someone engage that would make you say, well, this is different. Because it's wrong and rude to do. You don't understand the people on these, on these uh, who, who need these benefits. And that there are cultural things. That, I don't know what you're going to throw at us. But if you want to argue the raising of, of costs on a cigarette, because it will change behaviors, well, then the utilization of these kinds of services can also be set up to change behaviors. Why not? Why not? If the people are paying for it, why shouldn't they have a say in what happens with it? It's rude. It's offensive. It's an attack. No, raising taxes on meat because you've decided it's unacceptable. That's offensive. Raising taxes on soda itself is offensive because those are taxes on the poor. You're telling them that they can't have these things, but rich people can. 
This argument is there are things that are excluded from the benefit. Not that you still can't go buy those things, but that the benefit doesn't pay for those things. Seem to reason that the benefit has a right to limit what it is that the benefit provides. Or am I going to find out we can't limit those things because that's where the stores make a good profit margin? Well, we can't have uh, them suffering. So this isn't about helping people who are down their luck. This is a jobs program. Now we're starting to understand what government programs really do. I'm Tony Katz. I had to just... What did I just pay? My registration was due. And holy crap. That was just too much money. That is unnecessary. My car registration was due. It was actually, um, there was a couple I had to pay for. Um, That was gross. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't feel good at all. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. Nothing makes me more just disgusted than having to do that. Really, that's... That is that is gross. Congratulations, you have a vehicle. We get to charge you for the pleasure of you having a vehicle. Sorry, it's... It's pretty obscene. Pretty obscene indeed. I, I don't know. I don't know how you can think it uh, otherwise. You have a car. You paid for the car. You have to insure the car. Okay. Now with the state, in, in my case, Indiana, you now have to pay us for the luxury of you having a car. You know, I use that car to get places and do work and make money that I pay taxes on. Fantastic. Don't forget to pay us for being able to have a car. I honestly don't know what the hell the Republican Party is for sometimes. The party of of less taxes. I, I swear to you, I have no idea what you're here for. Less taxes, my butt. What are you here for? And not only do we charge you, we charge you more based on how expensive your car is because that'll show you. You know, I didn't know I was in a mood. I didn't know. I swear to you, I did not know that I was in a mood today. When I got up this morning, everything was fine. And then I started looking at things. I'm like, oh, holy hell. Oh, holy hell right there. And see, I mean, the whole shift thing with with Durham has got me nuts. I will tell you what has me more disgusted, not saying it's more important, what has me more disgusted is the way people tried to defend Hunter Biden. It's a sweetheart deal. Everybody and their mother knows it's a sweetheart deal. And watching these so-called news people Discuss how the Hunter Biden situation, the being uh, pleading guilty to a felony of uh, falsely uh, filing a federal form to purchase a firearm and two misdemeanors regarding taxes. Well, my gosh. This is uh, this is just a 
proving that that no one's above the law. As a matter of fact, this deal is 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 harsher than other people would get. But given this set of facts, what difference did it make that the subject was Hunter Biden? I think it made an enormous difference uh, here. Look, anytime someone gets probation, right, or a diversionary agreement, you could argue it's a sweetheart deal, right? It's true. They're not getting any prison time. And yet, if this wasn't Hunter Biden, it is likely he wouldn't have been prosecuted at all. Meaning, on the tax charges, typically to get prison time for a tax charge, you need to have either been, have a criminal history or been making big efforts to hide the money. Here the IRS went to him. They said, you owe this amount of money. People get notices from the IRS that they owe money. If they pay it back, typically the person isn't charged. Here he was charged. Okay, there was wrongdoing. On the gun issue, typically that is not something that gets charged alone. Almost never does that particular charge about lying. And you're on, thousands of cases a year. A, a thousands would get prosecuted if that was the charge. But with that said, um, it does seem that the facts support um, a guilty a plea on on these charges but if he wasn't hunter biden you have to believe there wouldn't have been a prosecution if he wasn't hunter biden the money conversation would not involve let's say burisma or china if he wasn't hunter biden there wouldn't be 17 companies and companies within companies and shell companies moving money to other companies to be able to cover up where the money was going and where it came from But you're going to tell me that in Joe Biden's America, where Joe Biden is so focused, Dan Abrams, on stopping gun violence, that they wouldn't go after a guy for lying about being a drug user on his 4473, the form you fill out for the background check when you purchase a firearm? They were, were, it was harsher because it was Hunter? Tell that to Kodak Black. Oh, I'm sorry. We don't know. We don't know who that is. Hmm. Okay, uh, guys, it's t- it's time to uh, understand culture, would you? Now, Kodak Black has a history. I'm not saying he's a good dude, but isn't this exactly what Kodak Black got thrown in jail for, among other things? Isn't this exactly it? Getting three years in prison for lying on a federal form about purchasing a firearm? Rapper, Kodak Black. So why don't we take the time right now to ask Joe Biden and the political left why it is that Lily White, Hunter Biden, gets some kind of diversion treatment thing and doesn't go to jail, but Kodak Black goes to jail for three years. No, no, you figure it out and to explain it to us, we'll wait. No, 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 you go explain, Joe Biden. MSNBC, go on, Joy Reid. You go explain to quote-unquote black America why Kodak Black is in jail, but Hunter Biden, he's going to be able to, you know, probably figure out how to cut really straight lines. Maybe, and I'm just saying maybe, 
MSNBC, CNN, um, you're going to have to start to come to grips with your own issues. You're a little bit racist. Well, you're a little bit too. I guess we're both a little bit racist. Just a theory. Just possibilities. Hunter Biden got a sweetheart deal and everybody knows it. Everybody knows it. But if you were to listen to the people of media, they they want to tell you how, how, how dare you? How dare you think Hunter Biden got a sweetheart deal? Ellie Honig from uh, CNN. So, Ellie, is this a typical plea deal or is this a sweetheart deal, as Speaker McCarthy says? So, first of all, anyone who at this point has a fully formed, deeply held opinion on whether or not this is a sweetheart deal is sort of telling on themselves because we don't know the universe of what DOJ had. And unless you know that, you can't really assess whether this deal was fair or foul. Let me tell you a couple of things we, we do know. This U.S. attorney, David Weiss, was a Trump nominee who Joe Biden kept in place. I've seen no reason to think he had any reason to tilt the field in favor of Hunter Biden. Um, If you look at this case, I don't see anything that jumps out to me as irregular. And the other thing that's been notably absent from the criticism is what federal crime, chargeable federal crime, do people believe Hunter Biden committed but has not been charged with? There's all sorts of bad conduct, but what actual federal crime? I've not heard Kevin McCarthy or anyone else articulate. What federal... He lied on a federal form to purchase a handgun. What are you talking about? What federal crime? What, do we live in the upside freaking down? There is a level of protesting, and then there's this insanity. The expression... Me think thou dost protest too much? Yeah, that's where we are. By the way, this this was the statement from Speaker McCarthy. My first reaction is that you continue to show the two-tier system in America. If you are the president's leading political opponent, the DOJ tries to literally put you in jail and give you prison time. If you are the president's son, you get a sweetheart deal. Now, this does nothing to our investigation. It actually should enhance our investigation because the DOJ should not be able to withhold any information now saying that because of pending investigation, they should be able to provide Chairman Comer with any information that he requires. I believe that Speaker McCarthy is correct. But more importantly, I think America is correct. They know it. They see it. And they see that the people over there at MSNBC are desperately, desperately trying to gaslight them. Yeah, and to your point, there are members of the the Biden inner circle, some of the president's close advisors, who do acknowledge, yes, Hunter Biden made some very poor decisions uh, in in recent years, but he has not been charged criminally. There's been nothing has been found to be illegal with those poor decisions, and he did plead guilty uh, to this matter, to the taxes. But to to Sam's point, this isn't going anywhere, though, because these are unsubstantiated allegations, in many ways disconnected from reality, but Republicans have seized on them, and they've primed their audience now for years. This started in 2020. They prime their audience in years that, that Hunter Biden is the linchpin of the Biden crime family. Uh, and there's all these allegations unsubstantiated about corruption and the like. Uh, and they feel like they need to deliver. Um, the This is an incredible bit of spin here from Jonathan Lemire. Lemire? Lemire on MSNBC. First, you got to love Seized. 
When Democrats are, are discussing something, it's an important investigation. When Republicans discuss something, they're seizing, they're pouncing. It's all such crap as to be believed. Well, secondly, no one argues. No one argues at all that Hunter Biden is the leader of some kind of criminal cabal. Absolutely no one has made this claim. Ever. No one thinks that Hunter Biden is smart enough. Not a soul thinks Hunter Biden is bright. They never have, and they're not starting now. What is obvious and clear is that Hunter Biden got this multi-million dollar long-term gig with Burisma because of who his father is. And we have emails from the laptop, which is of course real and not Russian misinformation, that talks about 10% for the big guy. That talks about where this money is going, connections and conversations and access. No, no one thinks that he's the leader of anything. We all understand that Hunter Biden is a schmuck. That's what we understand. He's a schmuck. Everybody who is anybody knows that this is Hunter. I'm your older brother, Mike, and I was stepped over. That's the way Pop wanted it. It ain't the way I wanted it. I can handle things. I'm smart. Not like everybody says. Like dumb. I'm smart, and I want the That's Hunter. And Hunter was put in positions to be able to profit. And the question is, what happened up the chain? It's a legitimate question. That would not be a question if it wasn't for all these emails. And it would not be a question if it wasn't for this form FD-1023 that the FBI used when engaging in an interview with a paid informant they've given over $200,000 to who stated, yeah, Burisma executives bribed uh, Joe Biden $5 million and Hunter Biden $5 million for policy decisions. Thus, an investigation is required. An investigation is required, and an investigation in to Hunter Biden's connections is required. But if you listen to Joe Scarborough on MSNBC, remember when when Morning Joe was the intellectual show? Oh, oh those were good times. Now we get this. Joe, Joe, what they're saying is a, a crack addict, a guy who's been a crack addict, is the mastermind behind uh, this incredible international uh, uh, crime ring that somehow goes all the way to the Oval Office. And they've been investigating him for years. They can't, and I've asked, 
They can't off the record. They can't on the record. They can't name one crime that was committed. They say, oh, we think the FBI might have a tape. Oh, we might have something over here. And whether it's Grassley having to say, I don't care whether he's guilty or not. I don't care whether he's done anything wrong or not. Basically, we're still going to conduct this McCarthyite investigation yep. or whether it's Comer coming up time and time and time again empty i mean it's it's a joke show us the crime what's the crime we'll report the crime here every morning mccarthyite gotta love it we're now invoking mccarthy it wasn't mccarthyite for seven years going after trump it wasn't McCarthyite to send Jack Smith out there as a special prosecutor and say, there's the target, go get him. But now, when all we're asking for is an investigation, because there's enough there for an investigation, and if the last name was Trump, there'd already be an investigation, thus the two-tier justice system that people are now talking about, to do the investigation. And what is Joe Scarborough going to tell us? They ain't got nothing. I have got quotes I have got emails. I have got deposits. That's what James Comer is telling us, the the head of the House Oversight Committee, the Republican. So do an investigation. What I know I have is a sweetheart deal for Hunter Biden. And the question is, will this, this deal on the gun charges, deal on the taxes, now do away with any investigation into Burisma and China and the emails. Because you know what? This just wraps it all up. We're done now. That's the real concern. And I put nothing past this despicable and dishonest, sadly, DOJ. I'm Tony Katz. All right, I got to be done being angry. It's just not, it's not anger. It's just disgust. It's just so easy to engage these things. We've, we see what's happened. We see what has gone wrong. And we know what we want to go right with these institutions like the DOJ, like the FBI. We know that we want everyone to actually be treated equal under the law and be a nation of laws and not a nation of men where all the animals are equal, but some are more equal than others. This is not what we want. So I get as frustrated as the next guy. I try hard not to be the most frustrated guy in the room because I know you are. I at least get the microphone to be able to vent it. So I apologize if I've been a little hot. I promise I'm going to try and lighten it up. I will do what I can. I'm going to bring on the bourbon. 